of Ice and Fire. Hello and welcome to Radio Westeros. I'm Lady Guinevere. And I'm Yoke Boy and welcome to our second bonus episode. We are very happy to announce that the Radio Westeros Quiz of Ice and Fire is now going to be a regular feature going forward. And thanks to our patrons for unlocking that goal. Yeah, thanks to all of our patrons for their support. And bonus episodes are a way for us to provide extra content for everyone without doing a lot of heavy lifting. So, of course, we won't be charging patrons or doing shout outs. But we do want to thank everyone who helped us to achieve this goal. Yes, we do. And for this quiz... We've prepared 17 questions of A Song of Ice and Fire trivia focusing on none other than Robert Baratheon. We recently released a Robert episode, so here's a chance to brush up on your trivia. And we just want to say that listening to that episode is not a prerequisite by any means. We're actually featuring quite a few details we didn't get to talk about there. So think of this as a companion piece rather than a test. Okay, and the rules are simple. You can play along at home or play with other people too. There are 17 questions that we've prepared and we hope you'll have some fun with this. And maybe it'll be a good way to recall some little details that you might have forgotten. Okay, so let's get started then. Grab your pens and pencils. We have these 17 questions for you and we'll ask them one by one. And then what we'll do is circle back and give you the answers at the end. If you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, you can always let us know how you did there or comment on our website or on our YouTube or look for our post on Reddit and comment there. So good luck and let's begin now with question one. Question one is, who is the first character in the series to say Robert's name? Yeah, can you get it? Who was the first person to say Robert's name? Okay, you reckon your brains, I can feel it. Now let's move on to question two. When Eddard learns that Robert is journeying to Winterfell, who does he send to the King's Road with an honour guard to meet the king and provide an escort. Okay, so this would involve maybe knowing who's who in the Winterfell retinue, but who goes down the King's Road to meet Robert's party to provide an escort up to Winterfell. Now, question three. Before the events of Game of Thrones, at which event had Robert last seen Ned? Yeah, so some of you Westeros history buffs should be able to get this one, I think. Before the events of Game of Thrones, at which event had Robert and Ned last met? Okay, let's move on to question four. Robert reveals to Ned that he'd been planning to foster Sweet Robin following the death of John Arryn rather than see the boy raised by a woman. Who was it that King Robert was planning to be the foster father for the boy Sweet Robin? Okay, so young Sweet Robin's fostering. Who did King Robert plan to be in charge of that? And now for question five. Robert has a well-known distaste for financial matters and accountancy. What is Robert's disparaging phrase that describes this part of governing? 
Okay, so can you recall what Robert's phrase is, a disparaging phrase for accountancy? See how many of you remember that. And onward to question six. Robert is frequently portrayed as a womanizer, and knowledge of the fact he has fathered bastards is widespread. However, what isn't well known in universe is the number of bastards he has fathered. In Feast, we get some prophetic insight into this issue, courtesy of the blood mage Maggie the Frog. Now, according to Maggie, how many bastards does Robert have? Okay, so according to Maggie the Frog, how many bastards does the king have? We haven't necessarily met them all, but she had a very specific number that she mentioned. And now on to question seven. Robert took three of his seven king's guard with him all the way up north to Winterfell. Who were the three who accompanied him? Yes, so how many of you could remember that? The three of the seven king's guards who went with Robert all the way up to see his good old pal Ned. And onward to question eight. In A Game of Thrones, Bran listens in on a conversation between Jamie and Cersei before he's eventually pushed from the tower by the Kingslayer. In that conversation, Jamie says that Robert can't stomach his brothers, but that he doesn't blame him for Stannis would be enough to give anyone what ailment. Okay, so Stannis would be enough to give anyone what ailment. And now question nine. The Peach is an inn and brothel located on the eastern side of Stony Sept. In a storm of sorts, Arya and Gendry stay there during their time with the Brotherhood Without Banners. They meet a young whore who has coal-black hair, which Arya thinks is the same as Gendry's, and whom the reader suspects to be a bastard of King Robert. We learned that the whore's mother had slept with Robert when he had hidden at Stony Sep during the Battle of the Bells. Altogether, it is heavily implied that this whore is the daughter of the king, and her name is yet another clue to this. Our question is, what is her name? Yes, so what is the name of the young whore that is working at the Peach Inn and Brothel located on the eastern side of Sony Sept? See how many of you can remember this detail of a minor, minor character. Okay, and on to question 10. It's a very straightforward question. Who made Robert's Warhammer? Okay, uh, this character is uh, maybe only just a minor character. He does feature in the story. So how many of you will remember who made Robert's Warhammer? Now on to question 11. Who was the Florent girl that Robert bedded in Stannis' marriage bed, fathering his only acknowledged bastard, young Edric Storm? Yeah, so some of you will recall that story of Robert using Stannis' marital bed. It's something that really stays with Stannis and kind of grinds his gears. So the question was, who was the Florent girl 
that was in bed with Robert when she shouldn't have been or where she shouldn't have been. Now let's move on to question 12. Name Robert Squires current to the events of A Game of Thrones that we know about. Hmm, okay, Robert Squires, just a little hint, there's two of them, but what are their names? On to question 13. Stannis recalls that he found an injured goshawk that he named Proudwing, which Robert called Weakwing. Robert himself owned a gerfalcon that never missed her strike. Our question is, what was the name of Robert's falcon? Yes, this is another classic Stannis and Robert bro story. Uh, we get this one from Stannis about his goshawk Proudwing and Robert mocking him, calling him Weakwing. It's quite funny, really. You can imagine those two brothers kind of ribbing each other. Um, some Another thing that stays with Stannis and kind of helps to form his character later on. So what was Robert's strong falcon called and on to question 14 in feast gaining Cersei's point of view we learn that Robert once cheated on her with his own cousin our question is where did this cheating happen hmm okay so where were Robert and Cersei when he slept with his own cousin? Okay, so, question 15. When Robert was fostering at the Eyrie, John Aaron was given a barrel of something. Robert flung one of these somethings and started a playful fight in the High Hall, which he later recalls with uproarious laughter. Our question is, what was in that barrel that John Aaron received? Yes, yeah, so Robert was throwing something around. What was he throwing? What was in this barrel of John Aaron's at the Erie? It sounds like a really fun scene, and we'll talk about it when we give the answers. Okay, on to question 16. When John is talking to Donald Noy at the wall... He asks the armourer of his opinion on the Baratheon brothers. Noi gives an insightful reply and uses metaphors to describe the brothers, comparing each of them to a metal. Now we want you to name the three Baratheon brothers and the metal they are compared to by Donald Noy here, because it is quite a famous quote from the text. So to get the point, you've got to name all three metals uh, aligned to which brother they are, okay? Okay, so three brothers, three metals, what are they? Now, question 17, the final question. When Robert is dying, he makes Ned promise to serve what at his funeral feast? Yeah, can you remember? I think this is... Quite a simple one, and I'm guessing that most of you can remember. What did Robert tell Ned to serve at his funeral? And thanks for playing. We've got the answers coming right up after this. 
Okay, welcome back. And now it's time for the 17 answers to those questions so you guys can see how you did. Okay, question one was, who is the first character in the series to say Robert's name? Could you get this one? The answer is, from the prologue, Waymar Royce. Yeah, that's right. In the very first chapter, the very first book, Waymar Royce is fighting against the others. And here's a quote. It says, Sir Waymar Royce found his fury for Robert, he shouted. And he came up snarling, lifting the frost-covered longsword with both hands and swinging it around in a flat sidearm slash with all his weight behind it. So Waymar invoking King Robert in his battle with the others. Okay, and then question two, we had... Who did Ned Stark send with an honor guard to meet King Robert on the King's Road to provide an escort up to Winterfell? And the answer is Jory Cassell. Yes, the answer, Jory Cassell. He's a character that... We both love, we're really, really sad that he died so early. We would have loved him to carry on through the story. He was awesome. And here's the quote. Ned squeezed a hand. There must be a feast, of course, with singers, and Robert will want to hunt. I shall send Jory south with an honour guard to meet them on the King's Road and escort them back. Gods, how are we going to feed them all? On his way already, you said, damn the man, damn his royal hide. So that is Winterfell getting ready for the visit from King Robert. And on to question three, which was, before the events of A Game of Thrones, at which event had Robert last seen Ned? I think that most of you, especially if you're interested in the history of Westeros, um, would get this one. And the answer is, of course, at the fall of Pike during Greyjoy's Rebellion. We'll take Greyjoy's Rebellion for an answer there. Yep. Uh, when Ned first sees Robert in Game of Thrones, it says Ned had last seen the king nine years before during Balon Greyjoy's Rebellion when the stag and the direwolf had joined to end the pretensions of the self-proclaimed king of the Iron Islands. Okay, and on to question four. Robert revealed to Ned in Game of Thrones that he'd been planning to foster young Robert Aaron with whom? And the answer, of course, is Tywin Lannister. Yes, it was Tywin. There is a lot of confusion about this issue because John Aaron wanted this and someone else wanted that. But our question was, what did Robert want? And he was planning to have Tywin foster him. Here's the quote. Robert's mouth gave a bitter twist. Not well in truth, he admitted. I think losing John has driven the woman mad, Ned. She had taken the boy back to the Eyrie, against my wishes. I had hoped to foster him with Tywin Lannister at Casterly Rock. Okay, so Tywin is the answer for question four. Let's move to question five, which was... Robert has a well-known distaste 
for financial matters and accountancy, what is Robert's disparaging phrase that describes such accountancy? I'm sure some of you will have got this. The answer is counting coppers. Yep, and we have a quote here which actually shows not only his distaste for finance and counting coppers, but actually for um, ruling in general. He says to Ned, I swear to you, sitting a throne is a thousand times harder than winning one. Laws are a tedious business, and counting coppers is worse. And the people, there is no end to them. I sit on that damnable iron chair and listen to them complain until my mind is numb and my ass is raw. So there you go. Robert was obviously not really having a good time being the king. He liked becoming the king, but uh, kind of a pain in the ass to be the king. Literally. <laughs> hey, and now question six was uh, had to do with the number of Robert's bastards. Uh, we don't actually see them all in the story, but uh, according to Maggie the Frog, Robert had a specific number of bastards, and it was 16. Yes, so 16 bastards for Robert, and we have the quote from Maggie the Frog here. She still has one more question due her. One more glimpse into her life to come. Will the king and I have children, she asked. Oh, aye. Six and ten for him, and three for you. That made no sense to Cersei. Okay, so there we have it. Six and ten children for King Robert. And the three for Cersei being a reference to Robert obviously not being the father of her children. Okay, so 16 is the answer for question 6. Let's move on to question 7. Robert took three of his seven Kingsguard with him all the way up to the north and Winterfell. Who were the three Kingsguard? And the answer is, if you recall, Boros, Merin, and Jamie Lannister. Yeah, and we actually hear about this in Bran's point of view, and uh, Bran has some interesting math here. He thinks two of the king's guard had come north with King Robert. Bran had watched them with fascination, never quite daring to speak to them. Sir Boros was a bald man with a jowly face, and Sir Merin had droopy eyes and a beard the color of rust. Sir Jamie Lannister looked more like the knights in the stories, and he was of the king's guard too. But Rob said he had killed the old mad king and shouldn't count anymore. So there's Bran adding one plus one plus one and getting two, as apparently Jamie Lannister counts for zero in Bran's opinion. So, question eight in A Game of Thrones. Bran listens in on a conversation between Jamie and Cersei. In which Jamie says that Robert can't stomach his brothers, but he doesn't blame them because Stannis would be enough to give anyone what? The answer is indigestion. Yeah, this is quite a funny quote. Don't you see the danger this puts us in, the woman said. Robert loves the man like a brother. Robert can barely stomach his brothers. Not that I blame him. Stannis would be enough to give anyone indigestion. 
So a bit of humour in what is ultimately quite a dark scene there. And moving on to question nine. This was the question about the prostitute at the Peach, which is the inn and brothel on the east side of Stony Sept. And our question was, who is this young prostitute that it's alluded to is the bastard of King Robert? And her name is Bella. Yeah, that's right. She's talking to Gendry and she said, I'm named Bella for the battle. I bet I could ring your bell too. You want to? So Bella being a reference to the fact that she was conceived during the Battle of the Bells, where her mother slept with then Lord Robert Baratheon. And of course, the reader also knows that Gendry is Robert's son as well. So this is kind of a near miss, and most readers are having a little moment of, ah, as <laughs> Kentry almost went off with his half-sister, the whore. So now on to question 10. Who made Robert's Warhammer? And we did mention that this character appears and has a relatively significant role in the story, and that is Donald Noy, who became the armorer at the Wall after he left Storm's End. Yeah, we have the quote here for about Donald Noy. Noy made my first sword for me, and Robert's Warhammer as well. Had the gods seen fit to spare him, he would have made a better Lord Commander for your order than any of these fools who are squabbling over it now. So... Also, later on, we did have another question involving Donald Noy, and we were hoping it wouldn't give the game away, but perhaps that was a little clue had jogged your memories for a few of you. Anyway, on to question 11. Who was the Florent girl that Robert bedded in Stannis's marital bed that kind of haunts him afterwards? And the answer is Delena. Yeah, Delena Florent. We actually hear her name from Stannis himself in a Davos point of view in Clash of Kings. He says, There's proof of a sort at Storm's End. Robert's bastard, the one he fathered on my wedding night in the very bed they'd made up for me and my bride. Delena was a Florent and a maiden when he took her, so Robert acknowledged the babe. Edric Storm, they call him. He's said to be the very image of my brother. Okay, so there's the story of Robert and Delena Florent. And like we said, that really, really stuck in Stannis's craw, didn't it? Now, under question 12, is concerned Robert's squires. Who were Robert's two squires current to the events of A Game of Thrones? The answer is Lancel and Tyrek Lannister. Yes, Lancel and Tyrek, their cousins. Here's the quote. It's in this scene that ultimately leads to the calling of the breastplate stretcher, which is quite humorous. Seven hells, Robert swore. Do I have to do it myself? Piss on the both of you. Pick it up. Don't just stand there gaping, Lancel. Pick it up. The lad jumped and the king noticed his company. Look at these oaths, Ned. My wife insisted I take these two to squire for me, and they're worse than useless. Can't even put a man's armour on him properly. Squires, they say. I say they're swineherds dressed up in silk. 
Ned only needed a glance to understand the difficulty. The boys are not at fault, he told the king. You're too fat for your armour, Robert. So that is quite humorous. And as a kind of side note, I don't think it's until we're into feast that we actually get complete confirmation that the other squire in that scene was Tyrek because it is mentioned that one of them is Lancel, but the confirmation about Tyrek doesn't come until feast from Jamie. Okay, so on to question 13. Stannis recalls that he found an injured goshawk that he named Proudwing, which Robert called Weakwing. So what we wanted to know was the name of Robert's geofalcon that Stannis seems to kind of be a little bit envious of in hindsight. And the answer was Thunderclap. Yeah, that's right. Once again, Stannis talking to Davos gives a little bit of backstory about his brother Robert when he tells him this story. When I was a lad, I found an injured goshawk and nursed her back to health. Proudwing, I named her. She would perch on my shoulder and flutter from room to room after me and take food from my hand, but she would not soar. Time and again I would take her hawking, but she never flew higher than the treetops. Robert called her Weakwing. He owned a gearfalcon named Thunderclap, who never missed her strike. So there you go. The Falcon Thunderclap, aptly named for someone like Robert. Now, question 14. In A Feast for Crows, in Cersei's point of view, we learn that Robert cheated on her with his own cousin. And we wanted to know where did this happen? And for this answer, we'll take either Estermont or Greenstone, um, which is the seat of House Estermont. Yeah, we do have the quote here from Feast. The dank and dismal fortnight Cersei spent at Greenstone, the seat of House Estermont, was the longest of her young life. Jamie dubbed the castle green shit at first sight and soon had Cersei doing it too. Elsewise, she passed her days watching her royal husband hawk hunt and drink with his uncles and bludgeon various male cousins senseless in green shit's yard. There'd been a female cousin too, a chunky little widow with breasts as big as melons, whose husband and father had both died at Storm's End during the siege. Her father was good to me, Robert told her, and she and I would play together when the two of us were small. It did not take him long to start playing with her again. As soon as Cersei closed her eyes, the king would steal off to console the poor lonely creature. And there we have it, the account of the infidelity, and we're going to take Greenstone or Estermont as the answer there. Now on to question 15. When Robert was fostering at the Eyrie, John Arryn was given a barrel of something. So Robert threw one of these around, started this kind of playful fight, and we wanted to know what was it? What was in this barrel? And the answer is rotten oranges we'll of course take oranges for the answer yeah that's right this is a great story that robert and ned reminisce about in a game of thrones here's a passage 
The king's melancholy melted away with the morning mist, and before long Robert was eating an orange and waxing fond about a morning at the Erie when they had been boys. Someone had given John a barrel of oranges, remember? Only the things had gone rotten, so I flung mine across the table and hit Dax right in the nose. You remember Redfort's pock-faced squire? He tossed one back at me, and before John could so much as fart, there were oranges flying across the high hall in every direction. He laughed uproariously, and even Ned smiled, remembering. This was the boy he had grown up with, he thought. This was the Robert Baratheon he'd known and loved. Okay, so one of those moments when Ned gets a glimpse of the old Robert shining through. And now we go on to question 16. When John is talking to Donald Noy at the wall, he gets an opinion about the three Baratheon brothers, and uh, Noy uses metaphors to describe them, comparing them to specific metals. And we wanted to know which metal was each brother compared to. The answer is Robert is the true steel, Stannis pure iron, and Renly is copper. Yes, a steel, iron, and copper. You can sense that Donald Noy favours Robert, doesn't he? And remember from our other question, he did build Robert's warhammer. So we do have the quotes here. Robert was the true steel. Stannis is pure iron. Black and hard and strong, yes, but brittle the way iron gets. He'll break before he bends. And Renly, that one, he's copper. Bright and shiny. Pretty to look at, but not worth all that much at the end of the day. So, an unfavourable view of Renly there from Donald. And on to question 17 now which was quite an easy one, I think. When Robert is dying, he makes Ned promise to serve what as a food at his funeral. And many of you will be recalling that it was, of course, the boar. Yeah, that's right. Here's the quote. Serve the boar at my funeral feast, Robert rasped. Apple in its mouth, skin seared crisp. Eat the bastard. Don't care if you choke on him. Promise me, Ned. So there you go. Robert, kind of in a moment of self-irony, asking for the boar that killed him to be served at the funeral feast. Okay, so that rounds up all of our 17 questions and answers. Uh, we're wondering what your scores are, so do send them to us on social media or where you can find us. Uh, we'd love to know... Um, how you did and we look forward to making more episodes of A Quiz of Ice and Fire and of course our main priority is always going to be the main episodes and more of them are coming so thanks for playing and have yourselves a good day we are Radio Westeros and hope you had fun today cheers